What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sunday Sauce Podcast, episode 17. We're getting super close to 20 episodes, Joey. We're still rolling. Appreciate you guys tuning back in. Guys and girls, that is. Joey Bird, how are we? Doing all right. I wonder, I wonder how bad our first – I haven't listened to our first episode since we did it. It's probably terrible. I mean, yeah, maybe we could, we could still be terrible, it. but we're less terrible than we were 17 weeks ago when we had like a tons of and tons. I think of, this this is the longest I've ever done something before, besides yeah. video games. <laughs> I usually just give up. At this point, I usually just give up. <laughs> like I'm done. I try to learn guitar fucking like nine times now. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> as long as always that tenth time, Joe. But. uh Another good episode today. Lots to break down in the world of sports. Games happening, injuries, COVID, bubbles, college is back. Joey bought a PC. He's going to start streaming. A big interview with Nick Silva, minor league pitcher, today. Might as well get right into it. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, so Joey tweeted. So we're, oh, by the way, recording on Thursday night. This is my fault. I have a place I need to be this weekend. Um, business meeting. Yeah. Business to take care of. But uh, so we're recording business on Thursday nights. Ethics. Night. <laughs> <laughs> recording on Thursday nights. And Joey tweeted, I think it was earlier today or last night, um, something about. It was today, I think. Everyone's was, uh, telling co- college kids not to party is like telling the sun to stop being hot. I think it, you got a good amount of likes on it, but I know that's what you want to keep Hey, hate, hate to say I told you so, but we told you so. I mean, I don't know who had the audacity to think that these kids weren't going to just go to – and it, it's not like I saw a bunch – obviously, I, I saw a bunch of tweets about, like, Syracuse kids going nuts, and they were. But, like, if you thought for one second that these kids who are literally just turning 18 years old, they're being handed the world on a silver platter – and it's like, it's a global pandemic. Do you, if anyone thought for a second they weren't going to just start throwing ragers immediately, you're so dumb. And you're honestly probably part of the problem. Like, mention how like, there's this whole, like, half-assed thing. Like, you know, like, either we got, like, we got to shut stuff down or just say, we don't care if we're all in. It's got to be one or the other. Like, if we're all in and we all get sick, fine. We all, we all got to do it, though. But we can't, like, shut some stuff down shut and then not others, like, College shouldn't. College should not be a thing. These yeah. kids are going to go absolutely buck wild, and they are. Day one, mm-hmm. they're throwing thousand people ragers. Like I don't know what you guys thought was going to happen. So like, it's funny how everyone's like, "Can't believe this!" Like, what are these kids doing? They they know they have no respect. Like, like they were never they just turned like, eighteen. Yeah, like like they were never kids back in their in their days. They're, they're all angels now because you're adult. It's like, just like you know, the college yeah, I'm not, kids I'm are not, waiting. I'm not mad. I, Oh no! I know. I'm just saying, like the I'm going nuts at college right now. It's, it's a fake year. This year is absolutely fake as can possible. This year means nothing. 2020 will look go back. We'll be 80 one day, hopefully, probably not. But we'll be old looking back. Like what? What was good with 2020? It's just an absolute. We're gonna throw it under the rug next year. Start from the scratch and move on because it's all just nonsense now at this point. Those college kids were waiting for this. 
Everyone's like, oh, they're not going to go back. Hell yeah, they want to go back. There's yeah. no party for two weeks. do whatever they want. Yeah. But UNC Chapel Hill said, nah, everyone's going home. <laughs> they just they got all that tuition money. They're like, all right, go back home. Yeah, right. Well, they got like over 200 COVID cases in the first uh, oh, like, yeah. hour. So, but I, mean, I, just, I don't get like what what they thought, what sort of plan they thought that they had in place that they were going to stop 18 year old kids from drinking and partying their faces off. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an impossible feat in America. It will never not happen. Mm-hmm. But still can't open a gym around here in the Northeast, or at least in Jersey and New York. So I'm saying you got to be all in or you got to yeah. shut it all down. So you, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like college campuses, that should have been, that should have been, okay, what, what should we shut down for the pandemic? One A star asterisk college campuses. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, it's going to be a COVID like laboratory there. Look, these kids are in their dorms too. If you're not living on campus. They're just going you're to school on, normally. You're living, on <laughs> top of, you're living on top of each other. Yo, that's a great idea. Yeah. Good good that should job. have been 1A of things that shouldn't have happened this yep. year. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. So funny, though. I, I love it. They need their money, though. They need their money, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're getting their money. They're going to jack tuition up, anything. For sure. Anyway, we digress. It is, it is dawning on fantasy football season. Yep, time to get mad at people you don't know and people who don't care about you also and NFL players. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a good time. Lose some money, get angry. But yeah. um, we do have we do have our uh, – Joey and I have a league that uh, Reno Cooley has been running for the past – God, we have year 11 now or something like that? Year 12? 12. 12, yeah. So started in, started in 08. Have, yeah, we have our draft Monday night. I did finish in last last year. I did win a work. I won. I won a work league though, so it kind of balances out. I think I came in last the year before you, so we so we suck. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God, for as long as our league has been in place, we haven't had like a like a a toilet bowl award or like what do you want to call it, the Shiva. Or I know we, we always talk about it, and never do it. I'm lucky. I was advocating for it last year hard, and thank God I didn't go through because yeah, your team I would have been. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think like seventh. Our team, yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? Shout out Ricky Barton. We're splitting the team this year, co-owning. So maybe that second brain will help. If me. the fans do one thing for me, okay. So I, I want to ask for you guys, like tweet me, Instagram message me. Do I somehow get a hold of me on Monday night and please tell me not to draft David Johnson for the third year in a row? Because I've been suckered in drafting that guy twice now in the last two years, and he's done absolutely nothing for me but cost me a lot of money. What What if he falls to you again, though? I'm not. He did last year. I was like. Kind of got to take him. It's like the third round. I'm like, this is gonna be a good pick. <laughs> he doesn't do shit ever. No, I don't care if I don't care if I'm, if I'm gonna have the last pick in the draft and he's there. I will not take him. I'm vowing on it. The last pick of the draft, you're gonna leave. Him. I would. Ne- I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm not doing it. Then he's at that point. He's just absolutely cursed. Like he is bound to get just right. goose eggs every game. All right, we'll hold you to that. Everyone heard that one. What's it's also the up? season of be, being in too many leagues, and halfway through, you just say screw it to like half of them you're in. <laughs> just don't even look at them. It's the only league I'm doing this year, so it's really I'm in like four, and I want to be in. I want to be in none. I'm in four. <laughs> yeah. I just want to. I just want to gamble instead. It's more fun. But um, might have Borat two coming. Oh yeah, I saw this. I'm so excited. I guess somebody. I didn't see this. So I saw a video on Twitter. Um. I must, I, it must have been LA. There was like a, like a big truck, 
and it had like a bunch of movie cameras in the back. It's like on the highway, and this guy next to them was pulled up and started recording on his phone, and it was Sasha Bar- Baron Cohen playing Borat in the car driving the car, and they were like filming him driving the car, and it's like wow, it's going to be doing that. Oh my god! So it's either like a Borat, like a short, or like a like a skit, or it's being Borat too. And I'm I will give them every penny I have to watch Borat too right now. I will go to the theater and get Corona to watch Borat too. I'm a bad. I'm a bad. Very nice. I don't know why the movie is so bad and so look. It's, it's got a lot of bad things. It's like a, it's like very misogynistic and a lot of bad things. In Could there. you imagine if that that first Borat dropped in 2020? It would all, It wouldn't get made, but yeah, he'd yeah. legit be in prison. Yes. He'd, be, he'd be in jail. Yeah. He was pooping everywhere, walking around pooping and stuff. Like he was doing everything he wanted. Would be lit. I would definitely tune in. All right, Joey. Let's uh let's get into the the interview now. With as you mentioned from the onset, minor league pitcher Nick Silva. And a fun fact for those of you who may not know him, he happens to be Alex Rodriguez's nephew. So pretty cool collaboration conversation that we had with him and, and his young road through the minors and then, you know, how Uncle Alex has helped him out a lot and, and some things they've been doing and it'll be awesome to listen to. So tune in. He's awesome. We're going to have him on again. Um, and we hope that the minor leagues can, can come back next season or hopefully next season after that so he can get back to, to pitching on the mound again um, and, and fulfilling his dream to get to the major leagues. So, Again, enjoy the interview with Nick Silva, and we will see you on the backside. Welcome, everybody, to a super special interview with my league pitcher and nephew of Alex Rodriguez, Nick Silva. Sir, what's up? What's up, everybody? What's happening, bro? You're just getting back to the Hamptons, I hear. Just getting back. What a three-hour van ride over here. It was brutal, but we finally made it. That's awesome. What what was on the docket today? What would you guys what you guys have going? We woke up early, had some breakfast, headed over headed down to Barstool. He recorded nice. like three different podcasts. We were there for a couple hours. Then we had lunch at a friend's house and then we we uh took the trip back down to the Hamptons. Not a bad day. Yeah, it was living it. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, this this is this is super cool, and we got we got a shout out. We got a shout out, uh, Rachel and the rest of the Corp crew for yes. setting your schedule up and my coworkers. Yeah, right. Coworkers. <laughs> coworkers. I'm not I'm not officially a part of the Corp, but <laughs> I'm the honorary member. I've been. I always like to say like the I've started since inception of the Corp. Since there you like, go. When I was ten years old, just shagging balls for them. So <laughs> you know. You're you're a co-founder. Yeah, co-founder, partner, everything. All you <laughs> well, let's get right into it because as part of, of the, the family, we've we've been seeing a lot of the TikToks. A couple of them gone viral Ooh. this summer. Yes. And you've been in a couple of them. So, you know, along with the TikTok TikToks, excuse me, what's it been like spending the time in the Hamptons and with the family so much this summer when you're probably so used to just traveling around for, for baseball for the most part? Well, first of all, with the TikToks, my uncle and I were blessed with other things. Dancing was not one of them. <laughs> so, so the girls in our family, they 
they're brutal. They, they'll get into us, you know, like screaming at us, like if they're our coaches for not getting the right, like moving. So, so uh, that, that, that's been fun. And my hardest, that's been the hardest thing I've learned this summer, how to dance because of these TikToks. <laughs> the new skill. <laughs> that's the new skill. Yeah. And then uh, the Hamptons, bro, has been beautiful. I've been the first four months of quarantine, I was stuck in Miami and then I was, I was texting my uncle. I was like, yo, you need help, you know, uh, I'm always down to help out. <laughs> and then finally, when uh, the baseball season started, he needs some help with Sunday night baseball. So I've been tagging along the last month and a half. So just enjoying the ride right now. That's very awesome. cool, dude. Yeah, you guys look a little stiff now. I watched the most recent TikTok. You and Alex look a little, little stiff in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brutal. It gained a lot of followers, though. That, cause Hell Jennifer, yeah. I imagine. Jennifer reposted it. I ended up getting like, like 5,000 new followers. I was like, let's go. It's an absolute squad in that video. Yeah. Really. yeah. We got, we got um, more followers than like half the world in that video. That's what I'm right. saying. I'm about to call Instagram, try to give me a verified check or something. There you go. There you go. Uh, but dude, I want to go kind of through your career because, you know, you grew up in Miami and you went to college at UMaine, which is basically yeah. like two different planets. So I want to kind of pick your brain to see, you know, how – how was it like for you going from Miami to go to UMaine and play baseball there? It was definitely the biggest like adjustment jump I've ever made in my life. So like in high school, I was like, I was very average, very, uh, like I probably threw like 85, 86 miles an hour. So, and in Miami, that's, that's nothing. Everybody there throws 90 plus. So mm -hmm. I ended up going to UMaine because my uh, shortstop was going there. Who's my best friend. And then he told them to, uh, like, you know, look after me and, and, and look at me. And, and they ended up offering me and I made that jump. And then I got there and uh, I don't know, I, that's where I kind of developed and stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. it was, it was a huge adjustment going from Miami where it's 90 degrees every day mm -hmm. to over there in the winter where it's negative five. Mm -hmm. yep. I definitely had to pack like 16 jackets. It was <laughs> It was terrible. You probably had to buy 16 jackets. You probably didn't even have no, I, I, Exactly. I didn't even own a jacket. I actually texted my uncle. I was like, yo, I know, I know you have a, like a storage with a bunch of jackets that, you, that people send you. And uh, he ended up sending me a care package with a bunch of ja like Good. huge winter coats. So I was yeah, like sad. I was sad. Yeah. Your arm was probably stiff throwing in the, in the cold for, for the first couple months oh, of the season. Don't get me started. Those are <laughs> those days of throwing and game time starts we used to have like noon games one o'clock games and it's still like 30 degrees the sun is not even fully out you can't even grip the ball or anything <laughs> no you don't you don't feel it and yeah. then i'm over here throw my my bullpen before the game and i'm like <laughs> i'm not even warm <laughs> yeah i'm trying to run like 15 poles or something to, yep. to get to get loose that's a story story of mine and frank's life playing baseball in upstate new york yeah yeah, you, yeah. You, you, try, you think you get used to it. But we would, we would do the opposite. We would come mm -hmm. down to Florida for, like, our spring breaks just because, like, we had to play, like, half our season where it was warm. Mm -hmm. And then we'd come back up to New York and pray that it stopped snowing and raining, and then we would get out on the field. We yeah. did the same exact thing in Maine. We didn't, yeah. we didn't play a home game for the first two months. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. It was crazy. Nice, dude. We feel on that. But um, going off that, so I noticed that I was going through some of your stats at UMaine. I noticed that you were mainly a starter, but you also came out of the bullpen for a, for a few games there. Yeah. 
Um, so kind of curious now going now going to the minors and hopefully one day the pros, do you prefer being a starter or are you kind of flexible? I'm like, Hey, whatever our team wants me, I'll, I'll kind of do it. Well, that, that's the reason why I was a starter at UMaine. Like with my uh, arm and the type of pitcher that I am, I am actually a reliever. Like that's what I, I knew I was going to project as a, as a pro. And I only started at Maine as, as a necessity because we're, we kind of sucked. <laughs> we, <laughs> we weren't good at all. So, so my freshman year, I ended up becoming the closer at, at some point in the year, mm -hmm. I think halfway through. And, uh, I did very well, and then, and then after that, my sophomore, junior, senior year, we just had no arms, so they were like, we need you to start, so, so yeah. that was that, but I, I do prefer relieving, and I have more success relieving, too. Very cool. I want to go back real quick to you playing in Florida. So, like, obviously, you mentioned, like, you, you're throwing 85, 86 in high school, which up here in Rochester would be, like, yeah, top guys. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're throwing gas. So, no way. How, like, how did you – separate yourself down there when you weren't pumping over 90, but you're like, Hey, I'm still good enough to get looks at division one schools yeah. in such like a talented area. Like, what were you doing in high school to kind of separate yourself outside of maybe, maybe with your buddy who kind of was playing at Maine already? Yeah. So I got lucky. I, I went to Christopher Columbus high school, which is like a powerhouse down there in, uh, in South Florida. We won the state my senior year. So we had always scouts and, and all these pro scouts, too, uh, just crawling at all our games. So I got lucky that every time I did pitch and I got the chance to – because I was the number three or four guy on my high school team. So mm -hmm. every time I did pitch and I, I, I put up some very good numbers in high school and I was able to throw strikes, you know, I had a, had a nice little breaking ball. So th there was that little potential, but it was just like I never really truly blossomed into being able to get those big-time offers, you know. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And then moving forward, post-college, um, I think everyone has their, their draft day story. Yeah. For every sport, that is. You know, everyone's got yeah, their – they waited 40 rounds too long or, you know, they got drafted earlier than they thought they were. You know, something yeah, yeah. like what, – uh, what was your draft day story, if you got a good one for us? So mine was – it was a little sad, but then it, it, then it, it, it ended up being a great day because I ended up getting drafted. So there's 40 rounds in the in the MLB draft, or at least two years ago. Last last right. year there were only 10, and uh, I went in the 40th round, so the last last round. And um, so day three comes along, and I know that day three was going to be the day. I knew day one and two were, were highly unlikely, and I haven't heard from anybody. I'm seeing all my buddies go, and. One of my other uncles is with me the whole time. He kind of is like my baseball mentor, aside from this uncle. But uh, he knew that I was going to be nervous that day. So he, he took me along with him to do like these crazy errands. I, I don't even know what I was doing. Just, I guess, to get my mind off of yeah. it. So I was there shopping for glasses or something like that. <laughs> and I'm seeing on my phone, I'm like sneaking like all these things. And around 20 goes, 25, 30. And by like round 35, I'm in his house and I go, I'm, I'm heated. I'm pissed. I haven't even gotten a call. And I tell him I'm out of here. Like, peace. Like I'll see you tomorrow. Cause I, I already, I already killed it. I, I didn't think it was going to happen. So I get home and it's like around round 37 and I'm like, I'm going to take a shower. Like I'm just going to go shower. Hopefully by the time I'm out of the shower for 40 rounds are done and I don't have to worry about anything. And then I get out of the shower, 
and for some reason, I had, right when I got out of the shower, I, I picked up my phone and I had left it on the draft tracker. And as soon as I clicked refresh, I saw my name pop up. It said White Sox, Nick Silva. And I went, hold on. Let me refresh that one more time. Because <laughs> no scout called me or anything. So it would be a different Nick Silva. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't even get a phone call at, to that point yet. So I was like, that's weird. swamped with, with calls and messages i'm like oh it was me <laughs> and then like an, uh, a couple hours later the, the scout ended up calling me but a couple uh, hours yeah i oh guess he, i guess they were dealing with, i guess they were dealing with the the higher draft picks i was like i was like yo this guy hasn't called me yet. like do they not want me to report or like do they not want to call me <laughs> so i was like but it, it ended up being me and, and he called me and i reported like two three days later and the rest was history, I guess. It was, it was definitely an emotional day. I was, like, ready to, like, I thought my career was done right there. That's hey, man, yeah, yeah, at least you got, you know, as long as you're there, it's all that matters. You got exactly. That's all that matters. So. It was the shower, man. It was yeah, no. bad luck off. <laughs> it was, that's what I'm saying. I was like, <laughs> that shower off. took off all those bad, like, mojo demons that I had on me. So, <laughs> it was perfect. That's fine. Um, but so for now, like being that 2020 has been like obviously just the weirdest year ever, and like you know, with so many restrictions for COVID, there's no there's no minor leagues now. So like for for a player in your shoes, like how like, how are you staying warm? Like what's your I guess your baseball life like, like now? And there are there is no minor leagues. There is no like you know camp really. It's just pros yeah. right now. Yeah. So it it's definitely been tough. Like because you don't you're right now literally kept in the dark. You don't you don't know anything about when there's going to be a season or when you have to report or, or anything like that, except for the big leagues. And then the, the 30 other guys who are at the alternate training sites, you right. don't know, those, that's all, you know, cause, cause of obviously the pandemic. So right now it's just kind of pretty much uh, just staying ready, just making sure the waiting till your, your name is called or if they call you to go to that site. And, but right now, I guess everybody's set on uh, spring training 2021. I guess if, if everything goes well, which would be next February or March. I know it's just so crazy that how like basically the, the baseball world just like kind of stopped. They're like, hey, like we're gonna do pros and like yeah, we'll take twenty five guys to some camp. Exactly. Other than that, it's like you know, kind of figure it out yourself. It's like it was weird how it's all like kind of just, they just stopped the minor leagues out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it's it was crazy. I was literally we were in Arizona. We reported to when this all happened. We we reported to Arizona March seventh. I remember that, and then by March fourteenth. They already sent us on a new flight back home because it literally happened there, like when the pandemic started. So mm-hmm. I was so excited, trained all off season, got there through two bullpens, and then they were like, "Sorry guys, got everybody's got to go home." Wild. That's nuts, bro. Yeah, it was nuts. We're we're pulling pulling for you and the rest of the minor leaguers that thank you. It gets all worked out. I know it's yeah. it's a whole different grind that people don't understand unless you're working or playing in minor league baseball, I think, or made it to the majors, you know? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, but I want to kind of touch upon your relationship with your uncle. Call him Uncle Alex, Uncle A-Rod, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just want to know, like, how – and I, I, I love – I think it's awesome that how close you guys are, and I can see it just vicariously through Rachel, and I know it, Alex is a big family man. Um, but I wanted to kind of get a little gauge on, on how instrumental he has been for you as your growth as a ball player – both like physically and mentally throughout your your childhood and career well it's i'm t- it, it's been a blessing for sure to have him as my uncle and 
and the the biggest blessing that I would say that it, how it's helped me is that I have a Hall of Famer or somebody who's has Hall of Fame career just a phone call away. So when every time, even though we, I'm a pitcher and he's a third baseman shortstop, I, I still call him for everything because he helps me with like, you know, sequencing, like like what's a good sequencing to throw or like his biggest thing is is uh, your body. It's always got to be in, in peak shape. You're not going to be able to perform with a subpar body and, and, and diet. So so those are things that he's always helped me and like mentored me with. And, and it's, it's such a blessing to have, uh, have him a phone call away, you know. Without a doubt. Yeah. That's so cool, man. Wish I had that. I had my dad just yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that helps too. Yeah, that, I, I, I love that. <laughs> um, so going off that, so my question, so outside of baseball, obviously you guys have the corp going, but, you know, other than that, throughout your life, have you and Alex gotten into, you know, other business ventures together or what kind of things you like bounce ideas off each other ever? Together, we have not yet, but hopefully one day, you know, once once I'm officially transitioning into that business, like, mm-hmm. you know, that we'll, we'll hopefully be partners or, or, or work together in, in that aspect. But he definitely, uh, like, asked me for, like, not, I wouldn't say advice because I don't have that knowledge to give give him advice, you know, yet. Right. But, mm-hmm. like, he, he definitely sees wants to know what my opinion is, like, like mm-hmm. if he's getting involved in something, you know, like well, how the, the younger generation will view that, you know, mm-hmm. so right. I, I help him in that aspect. And it's fun. I, I definitely learn a lot just being with him and, and around him. You know, I sit in on his Zoom meetings and or, or he'll take me to his in-person meetings, which is just a blessing, you know. Yeah, it's fun. I ask because, you know, I always read how, how like when, when, he, when he was playing for like Seattle, he's always trying to pick Warren Buffett's brand. Like Warren yep. Buffett wanted to know about baseball and Alex mm-hmm. is like, well, I want to do business talk and like, all right, we'll trade off mm-hmm. like business to baseball talk. So For I was sure. trying to see that kind of got into your world and like, Hey, like, you know, baseball first, but like try to make some money too after that. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Those conversations happen all the time, but mm-hmm. I don't have that money yet to, to, you know, to invest yeah, none in of any us do. <laughs> of the ventures yet. Bro, we're in the same boat, man. Yeah, <laughs> his levels like up here, I'm still like real down here. So yeah. one, one day, one day, we'll, one day. We'll all get there one day. Yeah. 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 We'll make the climb together. We're, we're all, we'll all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get let's get into some of the fun stuff. Not that this wasn't fun already, but some yeah, of the quick yeah. hitters. This is always this is always the best part of the get it. Let's get interview. It. We have a little fun. So, uh, I'll, I'll lead off, Joey. This is one that I don't I don't really know why it's a even a conversation. But ever since I moved to New Jersey, um, people tend to have a different opinion on this matter. Um, it, I'm going to ask you, Nick, do you play, a, do you play catch or do you have a catch? No, no, I play catch. Okay. Yes. I've, I've yes. had people say have a catch. I'm like, bro, I don't really? What, what, it, what, sounds, what? it sounds so foreign to me when someone says that. Yes. Let, let's play catch. Let's go. Yeah, you play catch. Exactly. I don't have a catch. And that's coming straight from Miami where like, we're talking the, that those are the Kings of baseball down there. So <laughs> all these Jersey boys that are having catches can yeah. have a seat on the bench. So yeah. But, <laughs> All right, I got one. So it's all right. Bottom of the ninth, got full count, two outs. You're on the mound. What are you throwing to win the game? Oof, that that's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go back based on my last year's how I threw. I'm probably gonna throw a curveball. Yeah, all right. Damn. Ball Not right. bad. Probably thinking fastball in that counts. A curveball exactly. probably gonna walk a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna go with breaking ball there. All right, all right. 
Are you are you a wind up or stretch guy? It's weird because I like relieving. So so I'm I actually like the wind up though. That's why it's weird. So, mm-hmm. but I had to do the stretch. But okay. yeah. All right, and then uh, are you do you do you work guys more north south or kind of east west off the plate when you pitch? I'm north south. You know, north, north south, south. Pass ball up, and I can have a big breaking ball. So. Break, fastballs up, breaking balls. You go down. like twelve six breaking ball. Yeah, it's more like yeah, a serve, yeah. but but it it has high a lot of uh, depth to it. All right. This one just happened last night, and it's super relatable because you're a pitcher. I'm glad, I'm glad you put this I, in there. I, yeah, I just I just I added this one in. I know. Yeah, I just one in. So what are your, what are your thoughts on swinging three zero when you're up when your team's up seven, but the other team somehow gets the bases loaded and then gets you down three zero. What are you doing? It's as simple as this. Don't get into that 3-0 count. Don't let up the bases loaded. Facts, facts. Don't throw a fastball down the middle. Like <laughs> against, against the hottest hitter in the whole league. He's the best player in baseball right now with 11 home runs and 20 whatever RBIs. Like, come on, bro. You got to be better than that. See, that's not that anyone's trying to, like, stop him from, like, doing what he, like, Why are you trying to tell him what he can and can't do? Like, he's – He's playing baseball. He's hitting the baseball. That's what he, That's his job, and he's amazing at it. He just stole. He just stole third like an hour ago. I just I got saw him. that. I saw yeah. the notification as well. Yeah, Good. you're up six nothing, and, and the pitcher was in the in the stretch, and he just took off for third. I hate he those people who are like the fun police, you know, like that. Yeah, that you know, they hit a home run and they have to put their head down, bro. Nah, you could celebrate. Cause I was that type of pitcher that I was highly emotional. So I'd get a strikeout in a big situation. I don't care if it was the first inning. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Yeah, let him hear it. Hell yeah. <laughs> they need that in the game, man. Yeah, that's the best. The team well, – I, yeah, I texted Frank last night. Imagine, like, Joe Torre telling, like, your uncle, like, hey, Alex, don't hit, don't hit more home runs. Like, yeah. who, like, who says that? Like, I don't understand yeah. where, this, where this came from. Or somebody saying Sammy Sosa, like, yo, don't yeah. do that. Those three hops after you hit the, a ball yeah. to the moon. Like, bro, relax. Absolutely insane. My favorite right now is, is Juan Soto. He's just, like, death stares the pitcher and, like mm-hmm. – they got nothing it. to do because he's hitting balls out of the stadium. So, like, they I can't even say anything. Him and Tatis are, are, are nasty. Yeah. Those are my two favorite players to watch. Right Love now. Them. Huge for the game, man. It's huge yes. for the game. Yes. All right. And then uh, what is your favorite sports memory so far in life? I got to go back to 09. I was privileged to go to all six World Series games when he won it over there. So oh, that's so I was, sick. I was at all six games, and I was on the float uh, – like, you know, the, the World Series parade? Yeah. Right, literally him, Francisco Cervelli, Jay-Z, and then there's a picture with, like, me in the back. Like, <laughs> right here, like, Jay-Z's armpit. It was, like, that's Whoa. definitely my favorite sports memory. What a crew. Yeah, I forget that. Yeah. It was also, crazy. Jay-Z on the flow was the biggest power move ever. Oh, yeah, because that was when Empire State of Mind just came oh, out. So, right, so they were, that. oh, they were, oh, I probably heard that song, like, 80 <laughs> million times just in that, that trip. Cervelli <laughs> was probably thinking the same thing. You know, he was like, "Damn, I got A Rod and Jay Z on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the backup <laughs> catcher. Like, let's go." <laughs> he was like the third string. Yeah, right. At that point, yeah. Uh, That's awesome. All right, when you when you make it to the bigs one day, not if when. Who's a player that you'd like to face in a big spot? We'll say it's at the playoffs, and you need a big out. Who's someone you want to get out to be like, "Yo, I got this guy out." I think I'm going to say Soto just because of that high energy that he has. Mm-hmm. I want to like match that energy and more like when I get him out. So that, that'll be fun. You know, probably throw him like a splitter or something. And 
would you stand? Yeah, I feel like a guy like a guy would appreciate you if you like if you got him out and you were hype. I feel like he wouldn't like he would be like all right. If I had a home run, I'd be I'd be dancing on his grave. So I I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like I wouldn't want it to be Dustin Pedroia. Dustin Pedroia, if I if I start celebrating, would probably like want to fight me. I'm like. Yeah, he would just fight you, yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody like that. Like, I wanted to, somebody fun. If he got me, he got me. I should have right. fish, you know. All right, and then, uh, so if me and Frank ever down in Miami, what's one spot in Miami the guy to check out? Ooh. To eat or, like, what, like, are we going out? You tell out? us. A little eat, a little play. Yeah. You tell you, us. You run us through the day. You run us through the day. All right, so we're probably going to get a little grub. At this spot, this is really low key. It's called Three Chefs and a Chicken. Fire food. Fire food. Probably then head down to the beach. Yeah. You know, have a chill day there. Get back, wash up, and then go out to like some club there. You know, it'll be it'll definitely be a great day. There's All so right, flight, flights are booked. Yeah. We gotta go back to we gotta go back to Poppy Steakhouse. Oh, that was bad. That that dinner <laughs> that was some good food. I did I not I did that. not. I did not deserve to be there, man. <laughs> I got I got that invite really late too. I he hit me like with an hour. He goes, Meet me here in an hour. I was like, Bet. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two more for you. One from me, one from Joey. I wanted to ask this one specifically. Are you sick of Rachel yet? Oh yes. I, I read that when you <laughs> sent me some questions. The answer is yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She'd probably kill me if she <laughs> say that. But no, Rachel's the best. We that's who I always kick it with here. You know, these these meetings that we get into are intense. So I'm like, yo, somebody entertain me. So mm -hmm. Rachel's always the one entertaining me. That's, that's funny. And then uh, all right, last one, me. I don't know if you're big on social, but if you are, let us let our fans know where they can find you on Twitter or Instagram or anything you're big on. Uh, so Instagram is uh, Nick Silva seventeen, and then I think Twitter is Nick underscore Silva 17. So, yeah, yeah. Toss me a follow. I'll toss you guys a follow back. There I know I got Frankie. I got we'll, we'll, be all, we'll be all the fans on there, too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Awesome, Who you guys got? Uh, I was going to ask you guys. I know you guys cover all sports. Who you guys got in uh, NBA? This, uh... I'm a I'm, I'm Bron guy. I'm going to L.A. all the way. I need Bron. That's a hell of a question. I do, want, I do want to see LeBron get back there, obviously. I, if I would have knew that, Joey, I would have worn my LeBron jersey. I'm like, oh, bro, I got my white Lakers jersey in the closet for the game. I got, I got the black mama one. The one with oh, the those, are those are hot. That's nice. I, was, I just had to ask because I'm a huge LeBron guy, and my uncle hates that. I love LeBron. I love LeBron, dude. <laughs> so he always roasts me. But I'm excited. I think he plays tonight. So Yeah, mm -hmm. he does. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my I work for – Oh, uh, Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment. So the oh, no Devils and the Sixers. So like, Ooh. I kind of root for the Sixers sometimes. Now they got Ben Simmons hurt, and they that's gonna be tough to get out of the first round now. Nice. So hoping they're gonna make a run. But it would be cool to see LeBron get another one. Just yeah, for sure. Know, like add another, guy. Yeah. add another ring to his his goat status. But love it, love it. This is awesome, bro. We'll have to we'll have to do it again sometime. For sure, for sure. Let me know. I had a blast. And we'll uh, make sure to keep uh, plugging you to all of our followers. Thank you guys all for listening. Again, Nick Silva, minor league pitcher, A-Rod's nephew, former – or not former, future business partner. They're going to be doing big things together. Sir, yes, sir. And Joey and I will just, you know, hop on the coattails. And oh, yeah. 
do that, you know, do that whole thing. <laughs> the guy that knows the guy. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> Us Italians are good at that, you know. I know a guy. Who knows a guy? I know a guy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview with minor league pitcher Nick Silva. As we mentioned, super cool dude. We're pumped to continue having him on in the future. Uh, appreciate his time. As always, he's been super busy spending his summer in the Hamptons with Aunt Jennifer and Uncle Alex. So, <laughs> do, we get, do we get to call him Uncle Alex now? I think we do. Well, I'm kind of in a crossroads because, like, my girlfriend works for him. And now we got Nick, so, like. Mr. Uncle Alex? Yeah, should I be calling him Mr. Uncle Alex? Mr. Uncle Rodriguez? Uh, well, all I know is that we're turning in. We're in a good spot right now. We're turning into the guys who knows the guy who knows the guy. Yes. And we don't have to do any of the work, really. We're, one day we're going to reap some big benefit because we know no, the guy who knows the guy. Right. We're in a good spot right now. We, if, we go any, if we go any higher, we're going to start working for it. Mm-hmm. We're at prime time, like, just sit back and, and rake it all in. Mm-hmm. But that guy, like, in the back seat who you kind of forget he's there, but, like, he knows the guy who's driving. No, I think we're the guy. Oh, he that, knows the, the guy. guy that, we're the guy that meets them there. Oh, that, that's fine. We're I was in the car. Say, I was just saying. Yeah, we're gonna meet him there. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I was just saying we were the guy in the back seat who like knows the guys in the middle seat who know the driver. So we're just lucky enough to be in the back seat. The no, I think I think we're in the group chat of the plate. We know where the, we know where we're going. We're in that group chat. We got we got the invite. But no one has our number. We're the dude in the group chat. No one has his number or her number. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just the area code and our number, and then we're gonna meet them there. But we got the invite. <laughs> we did, and we're bringing we're bringing napkins and plates. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget the plates. The plates. Yeah, we just got dumber talking about that, but it was sick. Nonetheless, <laughs> cool conversation. Let's get in the big four breakdown. Let's get the let's get the shitstorm out of the way. I thought we were in the clear about positivity in the game of baseball moving forward since it started. No. The pinstripes are being ripped apart. Baseball's fake. Done with it. If I can rewind time and go back when we first started the podcast and we were getting mad that there was no baseball, I would punch old Joey in the face and be like, good, keep get rid of baseball. Delete baseball from the world. Don't even want baseball ever again. Future every Joey. year the Yankees get mangled. And I mean like it's like one week, and there's 11 guys who can't play a game. It is every single season. And, it's, and I feel like it always, goes, it always goes in the same order, too. It's like Judge, Stanton, LeMayhew, and the Glaber, and the pitching staff starts getting it, and the bullpen gets it. It's like, it just like knocks us out by like tears of like our team. We have a 40-year-old catcher behind Gary Sanchez right now, 40 years old. Well, Ionetta's bum. Ionetta, nice. Yeah, he was good. No, he was good. No seven. Yeah. Sweet. I, 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 I don't know what to do. They got rid of their medical staff. They brought a new one on. They're still getting hurt. Maybe there's something in the water in New York that just like breaks your body down. I don't know. I don't care. It's fake season. Anyway, the season does not, the season does not count unless we win. The then worst, it 100% the part, counts. The worst part is like, usually it's like, okay, yeah, Yankees got injured, but we have like another 100 games that he played, so they'll get back. We have like, Dude, it's almost 35 left. Oh, it's they're gonna now, start clinching. They're gonna start clinching next month. That's gonna be like we're gonna yeah. be getting our guys back by the time teams are already clinched. Oh, now now they're in the they're in the wild card now. They followed first. Yeah, the Rays. We just got we got just babied by the Rays. 
it's go time now. Like the Rays are good, but it's like you're the Rays. The Yankees, the Rays were put on Earth to get beaten by the Yankees, and just babied us. And we are not. We're doing. We're doing a challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Fake. Fake year. I hate sports. I'm. I'm still staying positive. I know you. You like to. You like to pull the plug a little bit earlier than me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it positive for now, but I am it's different. It's I different. am slightly worried. I'm slightly worried. I am not. I'm gonna sit here. I'm real. I'm slightly worried, but I'm not ready to pull the plug yet. Moving on though, Trevor Bauer. If you thought he was staying, if you thought he was gonna go away, you're wrong. No, just getting started. Uh, yeah. So he wore some uh, free Joe Kelly cleats the other day, um, and the league told him if he wore those cleats, like he'd be tossed out of the game during the game. And so dumb. So dumb. No fun league. No it's fun. New NFL. And you see, did you see last night when he he threw in the one of the uh, um, seven inning doubleheader games, and he threw a one hit shutout complete game, and he took his after the after he threw his last pitch, unbuttoned his jersey, and he had a shirt that said "Send It" with the with the Kansas City Royals outfield wall in the background when he when he threw the ball over the stadium. I did so not. He literally, he, literally, he literally gets the last out and just he rips his jersey open and it's got a shirt and it says "Send it" with the Kauffman Stadium logo behind it. Oh my god! <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care. Everything he's trying to do to just like put some sort of publicity toward the end of baseball, the league just continually. Well, and the best part is that a lot of guys give him shit for like, oh, he's he's, he's like just a, a big mouth. Like he's not even that good. His ERA is point six, sure. leading the major leagues. 41 strikeouts through four starts. That's money where his mouth is. Shoving. Money where his mouth is. For sure. But speaking of money where his mouth is, young. My new, my new favorite, my new. Fernando. My my new second favorite player of all times, Derek Jeter and his Tatis. I absolutely love this guy. Unbelievable. I went on a little Instagram rant and Twitter rant the other day, that little video I posted. I wanted myself to have like that half of day to like process what he did. And I didn't even know why I needed to do that because from the jump, it was very simple to let major league coaches and players know that this isn't little league and this isn't participation trophies and there's no safe lead. What if the Padres like didn't score another run? All of a sudden the Rangers scored eight more runs and won the game. Would they be saying he should have swung on three and had a bomb? No. Listen. From two people who have lived through the worst, the well, on our side, the worst comeback in sports history. But if you're a Red Sox fan, the best comeback in sports history in the in that in that ALCS, like nothing in baseball. This game, like one, the game changes a series changes in literally one pitch. Mm-hmm. There is no lead in baseball that cannot be taken over because there's no there's no clock in baseball. You don't lose till you lose, and like yes, they would have won the game probably. It's a, Regular season, the Rangers are god awful. Yeah, they would they would have won the game. That is, despite the fact you're gonna throw like a 92 mile power fastball down the freaking belt to this guy who's leading the majors in the home run. Uh, yeah, he's gonna put it on Mars. What do you want him to do? It was on a tee for him. It was like it's his job. Time. It's his job to do that. Yes, he's 21 years old. And the last point that I but this has been beaten to death. But the last point I want to make on this is that. Reggie Jackson, who is, like, notorious for being the biggest grumpy old, like, baseball legend. Like, he, he just hates everything new. Like, always, always grumpy. 
and like hating on new guys, he even defended Tatis. So if Reggie Jackson can get behind it, I mean the 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 casual baseball fans, I know I know it's like it's like ninety nine percent of them are like obviously yeah he should have hit the home run, but that one percent, even the fact that there is one percent, is mm-hmm. so mind boggling that people are like are on their couch at home, like shaking their fist at the TV, like oh that hooligan Tatis hitting three oh fastballs. Like what's he thinking? Like I like I don't know, dude. Those are I'm happy that we're, I'm, I'm so I'm so I'm so happy I'm normal. Some people aren't normal, Frank. People are live on like a sideways reality. It's, it's self awareness, bud. Some people don't have it. Unreal. Right. Speaking speaking of that, good good little sideway because uh oh the the Reds announcers in a little bit yeah. of trouble. Oh no awareness for this guy. Oh. What was his name? Tom Brennan. Tom Brennan. Tom Brennan. Something like that. He spells his name T H O M. So I, he, I, people were like ripping him up on social media for a weird spelling. That's, that's besides the point. He, uh, Not good. He target or he said a homophobic slur towards the city of Kansas City, um, and he didn't realize he was on air. It doesn't make any better that he. I mean, I'd argue yeah. it makes it worse. I'd argue it makes it worse. Um, You're on TV, bud. Yeah. Maybe maybe close your mouth. So that that part is. Very insensitive, and I, I don't believe we said that like on the set. Like you don't just, you don't say that like yeah. Walk around with all, my office just dropping like homophobic slurs and expect people to be okay with it. Like you're at. <laughs> it's not it's not funny, but like the way like he said it like so like nonchalantly too. Yeah. Like he was just like, I, I don't know, dude. I don't but, know. But, but, well, but, but no, 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 listen. Go ahead, go ahead. Again, this isn't a laughing matter, but the craziest part of what happened was when he was. Then apologizing during yeah, the yeah, game. That's what I was going to say. And Nick Castellanos hits a fucking bomb. Absolute bomb in the middle of this dude's apology. And Had instead of finishing it. his apology, he smoothly transitions into calling that, oh, there goes a home run. And Castellanos hits it over the wall. <laughs> and I'll probably never be announcing again in the Reds booth. Oh, my goal. God. If I, ever, if I ever get in trouble again, I'm dropping some, like, just like remedial statement in between he was literally just saying how he's like you know like it's not who i am i'm not that kind of person and uh there it goes back at the wall track wall castellanos home run <laughs> imagine if that was imagine if that was like chris berman doing that america i'm so sorry <laughs> i don't know it's not, not funny, funny it's not funny like, then I do want to talk about – I want to mention, like, the whole, like, the whole cancel culture thing because he got suspended, which obviously is, is very just and right. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even argue that he should have been fired because, like, I see it two ways. I don't want to ever call for someone's job because everyone on earth makes mistakes. For no sure. one's perfect. I don't think he's, like, an evil person for saying that. Was he wrong? A hundred percent. Should that word not be ever used? A hundred percent. Like, there's no justifying what he did. Uh, but I don't think that makes him – I mean, he might be a piece of shit. Off the bat, I don't know. If, I obviously don't know this guy, but like, I like to assume that he's not like an intentionally, intentionally hurtful person. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a hard line. Like, obviously suspended at the very least, but like, if he were to get fired, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't like. I don't like want him to get fired. So I'm pretty sure he's been there forever. Like, I I knew his voice when I was. I didn't know his name. I I heard him talking. I knew. I've heard him call. Right. I'm pretty sure he's called games on a bunch of like mainstream networks too for Fox. So I knew his voice. I'm like, oh, that guy's been around like forever. So like, I don't know. It's a very 
our culture now in general like is just a tightrope and like you put like when you throw that kind of stuff in there the whole cancel culture stuff it's like yeah i don't want i'm not gonna like call for someone's job but it's like if it happens like i don't know how you could ever like argue against him being fired if you did if he did get fired yeah no so it's just yeah well said not good though not good um, but we, we will continue going on to some more player-centric stuff now. Um, Casey Mize. Dude, absolute stud. He caught the L. Like, he just turned 23 in May. Got called up. He threw, he struck out. He had seven Ks versus the White Sox, who I think we were very biased to, but have a very good offense. Mm-hmm. Um, shout, shout out to our boy Danny. getting his first home run this week. Our boy D. Mendick. Um Danny! But no, dude, Casey Mize is gonna be a name. There's some, there's some young, absolute monsters in baseball right now, and he's one of them. He's gonna be an ace for like 15 years. He's a name to look out for. Yeah, I'm still stuck on Tatis being 21. So I didn't know he was 21 or almost 22. I knew he was super young. I looked up the other day and I go, oh, I'm nauseous at how young this kid is. And when he's he came, a little kid, and he's the best he player. Up, I didn't realize when he came up last year, he, he played 80-something games. And he hit 22 bombs in, like, 88 games. Yes. Games. And he has an absolute cannon from a shortstop. We, we, like, Laser beams. This is a super, super, super early overreaction to how his career can go. But if he, like, uh, I don't know. Made his best for, like, you know, 18, 19 years, we could be talking about, like, maybe the new home run leader. Maybe yes. the Triple ball. crown. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's, he steals bags, too. He's fast. It's crazy. Dude, he's he's the face of baseball. He is he's not better than Mike Trout, but he is much he's probably a bigger personality than Mike Trout, which like like for like marketing terms, like he's the face of baseball. He's I, I don't think he's obviously Trout Trout's proven right. it, like, prominent like dominance. Trout's a machine. But, like Tatis says like what he's if he keeps us up and he like he's like very flashy, which I which I love. Like he's like he's cocky, he's a showboat, good. Baseball needs a guy like that. Like, but it's like a fun type of thing. It's like he's always smiling and like. No, no, he'll, no, yeah, he'll come yeah. go back and dug out. Like he'll, he'll dance with his boys. Like yeah, like why, like why shouldn't he be able to do that? Who cares? He's doing your own dugout and no one can see you do it with how you want. Like, mm-hmm. but for sure. yeah, in terms of like pers- personality wise, like I think he's the like, he's our guy. He is MLB. Like Trout is the talent, and everyone knows Mike Trout. But Mike Trout and he doesn't have to, Mike Trout doesn't talk. And he doesn't have to talk. It's just who he is. Like, mm-hmm. but like, Tatis, the guy is like, hey, oh, to me, like I'm the guy. Yeah. I just hate how both those guys are on the West Coast. For us East Coasters, who I know. you, you want to watch, you got to stay up late. But let's just move to the West Coast. I think it's cooler. Like, can you imagine waking up and watching an like, NFL football game at 10 a.m. and not having to watch Sunday Night Football on Monday Night Football? I like, that, I I like that. that. I like that cushion when you got the, crusty, got, the, got the crusty eyeballs on Sunday morning from that Saturday bender. I don't. I would get a little, get a little coffee. Get a little coffee, and you got to do a little poopy tinker time with your your fancy wine. Got to sit down for a second. No. Or order some wings. You need time. Bro, I can't just get out of bed and start watching I want to roll out of bed and not think about my hangover. I want to think about something else and football being right there. Unreal. Think about a 10 o'clock, a 1 o'clock, and then the night games of like a 4.30 or 5. You can like watch a full Sunday night football game. I like the night game. still do something after. I still still get anxiety about going to school when I watch football games on Sunday nights. I'm like, oh, I got school tomorrow. (laughs) Like my mom like you hear that so music and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't do my homework. <laughs> I've been I've been having some of that anxiety like on like work nights lately. It's like, oh damn, I got I like I gotta get up tomorrow. I'm like, I gotta be productive. And I'm like, wait, I don't have to go to like, the office like 
Oh, like, dude, up until, like, up until, like, last year, I used to have panic attacks at night. I'm like, <laughs> I, like, did I hand up my essay? I'm like, I'm 25. I don't, I don't go to school anymore. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, did I pass this class? <laughs> so bad. Oh, man. All right, let's, let's move on to the NBA. We just talked a whole lot of baseball. That was good, though. Unfortunately, there is a bit of a counter lawsuit, lawsuit with um, Toronto Raptors president of basketball operations, Masai Ujiri. Um, he, it, this actually happened back during the, the NBA Finals after they won. He was trying to get on the court, um, and one of the sheriffs, who was initially doing his jobs, making sure, hey, before he gets on the court, you know, show me your credentials. And on the video that just surfaced today, which is on Thursday, it shows um, Masai kind of taking the badge out of his suit coat as he's kind of walking through the security guard or sheriff, and the sheriff shoves him, and – Masai kind of pushes him back, like, yo, dude, like, I'm the team president, man. Like, I'm here to go congratulate my team on winning this, like, the cup or the, the, the finals trophy, rather. So he's, like, countersuing that sheriff, and that sheriff is still, like, saying, hey, like, I was kind of assaulted. So crazy oh, stuff going on in the NBA. But, I mean, there's literally a video that's, like, four uh, the, the body cam, yeah. Yeah, it's the, no, the body cam, and there's a cam from, like, a couple rows up in the section and you can see him literally just walking from behind the bench and like going to pull out his credential and he gets pushed, pushes back. And everyone's like, yo, 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 like pulling the sheriff back. Like, dude, this is like the team president. It's so, absolutely nuts. Um, You'd imagine that would be, that would be in some sort of like briefing before. Yeah. Like the, hey, it's going to be whoever wins this game tonight's going to win the NBA finals. Um, like these people can be on the court. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think it's very prominent that in America that you be more training involved with any sort of like security or yeah. police policing job because like a lot of shit just gets like glazed over real quick. Like <laughs> I don't know, man. It's not good. Not good. But we do have the draft lottery tonight. Again, well, a couple nights ago when you guys were listening to this, I hope it goes better than the NHL one because again, that was a bunch of BS. What happened there? So. <laughs> I don't know who you think's getting the number one pick, but maybe Not the Knicks. The Knicks. Maybe the Knicks always get boned. No, they don't. They, they don't get it. That's the problem. They they want. Not, they don't get it. They don't get it ever. Maybe the Warriors. Could you imagine if the Warriors get number one pick? So and dumb. Stephen Clay come back. They have the most, the highest odds. They came in dead last. Oh, they came in dead dead last. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Who no, I don't know. Okay, we do have some more problems in the NBA. Yeah, we do. Problems. Damian Lillard, I don't know <laughs> where he learned to shoot the basketball, on what planet he learned. He might even learn on a different planet that Steph Curry learned how to shoot. Because that man is has the most confidence I've ever seen of a dude, like, just launch shots. It just doesn't even matter. It doesn't – he has no regard for anybody. He reminds me it's, – it's, it's like it's, – this is like Steph Curry's initial – when Steph Curry won his unanimous MVP that one year. Was like seventeen or eighteen, or no, it was earlier than that. I don't know. I forget. It's like unanimous season. Like he was literally just, if the ball left his hands, it was in the bucket without a question. Like that's just like this is what this feels like to me. But like Dame is, he can do that, and then he'll go like aggressive. Yeah, go cramp or put yeah. it through your throat with a rim. Yes. Yeah, he's it's nuts. He's stupid. And then on the other side of things, the big man Luka Doncic. Oh my God, Luka's a problem. Not like he's. I don't get. I like watch him. Like, how is he doing this? Like, he's not like 
blazing fast, but his body control is unbelievable. Finesse. Yeah, his handles and that body control. And then he uses that body to, like, push off people and, like, leverage his size and get looks. And you got a shot, a step back. You can't go out and blow by you. Like, this man's second year in the league, he's already unguardable. Bro, the only knock that anybody had in him was that, like, obviously he hadn't had a chance to play in the playoffs last year. But, no, everyone's like, oh, he's – like, he has improved. He can play in a big moment. Well, he just broke a record held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, arguably the best player ever. He just he scored 70 points in two playoff games. His first two playoff games. He, and, dude, he's, and then took a game from the Clippers, man. Any game you can win in the street, it's, like, it's very impressive. because yeah, speaking, is- speaking of the Clippers, dude, both, both the L.A. teams look shaky, dude, in my opinion. I, I mean – I know Clippers got game one, but it's like, I don't know, like, I feel like they both shouldn't be in the spots. I feel like they should, they should both have much sturdier grips in their series than they have right now. I, I, think, I, I think they both win, but, like, it's going to be sloppy. It's going to be like a grimy win against the, against the Mavs and the Blazers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do genuinely think it's, it's, a different, it's a different beast right now in the bubble. Like, there is no home court advantage. And some dudes mm-hmm. legitimately mentally cannot handle playing in a different arena. And you're seeing some dudes now, like, I'm play- just playing, like, street ball. I'm playing with my boys. Like, I'm playing AAU ball. Like, there's no pressure from the fans. Like, you saw jo- – I mean, not to say the Sixers would have won one of two – one or two games, but Joel Embiid goes, like, this would be a different story if we, like, were in Philadelphia right now. Like, those fans are rabid. Those are just an example. But, like, it's a different atmosphere. Like, you got to find – you have to find ways to motivate yourself now. There's no – fans to push you into that 45th minute when you're dead tired and you're like, I'm doing this for the fans. Like they're here to cheer me on. It's, yeah, well, it's I, you and your teammates and that's it. And some teams. That's why I think Dame's on a mission. Dame doesn't, I feel oh, like he doesn't, he doesn't don't care. Need, he's like, he, I'm getting, I'm getting mine. Like, amen. I don't care. Amen. He's done. He's done with people telling him that he can't get the job done and people telling him that he should go leave to go to a different team. He's like, I'm here in Portland. I want to do it. I want to do it built around me with the guys I got. And he proved it in the, the restart, and now he's got. If he takes down the Lakers, like any t- any Dame hater out there, like come see me because you already shouldn't hate him. But like, yeah, he's not even just scoring. the The moment an NBA player surpasses a level, level into like pure like greatness and like excellence is when they make everyone around them like how LeBron does, makes their teammates like ten times the player. He's making guys like Gary Trent Jr. Like, I, like that. They're they're obviously they're in the NBA. They're very good basketball, but he's making guys like Gary Trent Jr. like Nurkic, who's a good center, but like has no business putting up by twenty and twenty every game he plays. Like he's good, but like Dame is making Dame's making these guys look like they're all stars, and they aren't. Like he's like he's making the team better. And that's that's been like LeBron's biggest praise is that like if you put LeBron, like all your stats are going up like automatically. That's when like that's when the guys like transcend into like greatness. I think Dame's like hitting that stride now. And him and him and McCollum together are so scary. Yeah. People people like are forgetting what CJ McCollum has been doing. He he he's so, he's at, the so end of that, at the end of that Memphis game when they clinched the eight seed, he single handedly hit like two or three shots in a row. Remember that like between the legs, crossover, step back three that like viral, <laughs> yeah. like that right there was the de- like that was all of him. Like he's a walking bucket. He's like, so wet. I'm telling you, they're a tough matchup for the Lakers. I don't know if they'll win the series. Because I know it's just from one game. I can sit and overreact. Again, by the time we record, they'll probably be two, maybe game three on Sunday. Yeah, they, play, they play in like a half hour. They're a tough matchup because the Lakers don't have guard play for the most part, especially not elite. Yeah. Like, 
like the Blazers do, and they have big size down low. So the Lakers are really going to have to attack the the bench, in my opinion, because the Blazers only played eight dudes in the night, and like they're not deep. Oh yeah, well, dude, and the, and the eight guys. I'm saying the eight guys were playing like <laughs> they aren't that good. Like it's it's Dame, McCollum, like, and Nurkic, and the like, Blazers. Yeah. Like they're like they're just playing up to like a higher level right now. Yeah. But that's that's the beauty of motivation, man. But yeah, the only yeah the only saving grace for Lakers fans is that Danny Green and KCP just basically didn't play basketball in Game yeah. One. So I was like, if they do even like even if they do like anything, like get like you know eight or ten points, like something, mm-hmm. like throwing something, like they'll win the game. Right. And plus, AD had AD scoring seven points in the second half is absolute baby talk. Like he has the he's been getting and I I love AD. He's getting a lot. He's been getting a lot of like a lot of big praise. His last like year or two, like how he, like it's like him, LeBron, and KD, and it's like, well, you can't be scoring seven points in the half when you're talking that big about yourself. Mm-hmm. We'll see though. A lot, a lot of series left. But we'll, we'll talk about a couple more teams. We'll talk about Miami and Houston real quick before we move on to the NFL. The Heat, they might have, and correct me if this is a hot take. They might have like the best like chemistry in the league. Like they, I love this Heat team. They have the, their 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 dad. We'll call Jimmy Butler their dad, who's there being like the stud. But everyone else, just like they, like every time you watch them, they're just like oh, Adebayo is like a, a legit all star, almost like a, almost a yeah. perennial all star at this point. Dude, Duncan Robinson is an absolute swapper. Just like that, he's like that rope that robo arm that throws the yes. threes and it always and it always goes in. That's what he is right now. Tyler Hero doesn't miss threes. Tyler Hero's like thirteen years old and he's all. Oh, like, I love him. I love him. I know you're a big Heat fan, but, like, I'm not even just saying the pump retires. Like, they play very together basketball. And I, I think also a, a testament to Spolstra. I think Spolstra's a good coach. Regardless yeah, yeah. of when he came in LeBron area, he's an extremely intelligent man. And he puts teams together. I think they play hard for him, and they have yeah, improved it. They play hard as hell. They play very but, hard. But the reason why I threw him in here is because um, I saw it before I got on. I saw a tweet, Jimmy Ballard. They asked him, like, you know, why are things going so much better for you in Miami than they were – in Philadelphia, Minnesota. And he said, because in Miami, he goes, I can cuss anybody out that I want to in the organization. And he goes, and they'll give it right back to me. Like, he has to have that shit talk to be good. Yeah. Like, Philly couldn't, Philly couldn't do a farm. Like, Minnesota. Is that, is Philly, I used to Philly. love, I used to love reading stories about when he would go to practice in Minnesota, like, make guys, like, make grown men, like, start crying because he was, like, so mean. Like, he just needed someone to be a little, he wanted to be, he needs someone to be, a, like, a dick. And he can be a dick in Miami. Those dudes can ball. They're good. They're well built. They're a well built team. I like them. All right. Before we get to the NFL, though, how about Houston? What do you think? First of all, first of all, do you think they're better with or without Russ? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's dumb of us that I, I know it's like I know. it is a question, but it's yeah. not at the same time. It's like I don't know, but dude, if they win the <laughs> the way it looks right now, like if one if one of these LA teams manages to lose, like there's like a like a straight shot for Houston to like backdoor into the finals. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think – I don't know. If they do, though, like, James Harden's career legacy is going to absolutely skyrocket if and, they somehow make the finals. Ball, and the small ball is going to look like the smartest thing in the world, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Crazy. Maybe, dude. All right, let's kick it over to the NFL now. Some awesome, awesome news in terms of the business side of the NFL – the Washington football team, I said that correctly. I almost said the R word, but I didn't. The Washington football team has named Jason Wright 
He's a former player in the league um, as the first black president of an NFL team in history. He's going to lead the operations department, the sales department, the finance and marketing. Uh, and I'm sure he'll help a little bit on the player side as well because he played. I'm sure he knows how to see talent in some retrospect. To me, it's – and I'm not just saying this because we're, we're in a extreme time of, of social injustice on the forefront. I'm saying this just purely genuinely. I cannot believe that this league has been around for how long, and this is the first time anyone outside of a white dude has been a president of a football team. It, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I hope this was a move – that Dan Snyder made that was genuine that, Hey, I do want diversity on my staff and not just, Hey, I have to do this. You know what I'm saying? I hope, I hope that I really hope it wasn't, I'm glad it's happening. And I just, it mind boggles me, especially just working in the industry and then seeing how many, how, how teams are starting to finally like make a push for diversity and like realize that like you have to have this. It's, it's so necessary for the life of your organization to have more people that think differently than, than you do. And that this is the first time that it's happened in, in football. It's wild. And when you see like that, like that kind of headline, like, like anything being a first now in like 2020 is, like, is mind-boggling in general. But, like, yeah, like the fact that, like, again, it's the first African-American to be a president of a team, it's like – and like people, and someone will read that and, like, it – it won't be like a big deal to them, and it's like they're so just like far gone, like so lost. Like I don't until know. until that type of announcement doesn't become a big deal, then we aren't we're right. Because right. if, if it was just another white guy, for example, that just got hired, right? Joey Alfieri gets hired as the team president for Washington for them. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like Joey, I heard Joey's a good guy in that, but like you're not making groundbreaking strides, right? But if you're trying to tell me that. Every single president that has ever been hired in the NFL, like a hundred percent of the time, the white dude was the one that was the better candidate or deserved. Old white, the job old or, white dude. Yeah, like come on, <laughs> that right there, like that's what I mean. Like people who people, don't work, and people will still deny it. there is there, there yeah, is people racial people like, well, people, yeah, people like they can't wrap their heads around it. And like at the end of the day, if that's your opinion, it's a free country. Like you can think what you want, but like you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> Open your uh, eyes. It's Open crazy. So that's cool though. Uh, Arrowhead Stadium. Moving on to to the team side of things on the football on the football side of things rather. Arrowhead Stadium for the Chiefs is going to be having twenty two percent capacity at opening night, as of right now. So just over a fifth of the stadium will be filled with fans. It'll be interesting to see how they're going to finagle that. But um, it is good news to see fans are being planned to have back in the building. It'll be a crazy dynamic to watch. I don't know. What your take on it is, but I hope it. I hope it I, goes through. I, I think that NFL is like doing things like ass backwards. Like they gotta, they gotta figure out how they're gonna keep like the players healthy, and rather than like having like worry about having fans there. It's like, yeah, I want fans in the stadium, but it's like I feel like the NFL hasn't done much to like, or if they aren't really promoting like what their what their plan is, what the players and like staff and like travel. Like they haven't said anything about how they're gonna navigate this year with COVID, but they're worrying about like out, like. I'm telling you, it just goes back to the point I've said so many times now, like, there will be football. Like, that part I'm not worried about. Mm-hmm. Goodell will put every penny in his pocket. And this is what he's trying to do with the fans, just sucking up every dollar he can. Well, I think like, the not doing, thing, like, I think not the, doing stuff that he actually, like, should be doing. <laughs> so just pause real quick. The fans thing is that's, that's 
that's local government decisions. Like, for example, in Jersey, our governor already said no fans in Jets and Giants Stadium. It's not, that's not the league saying that they're doing that. Mm. That's the Chiefs saying that they're doing that. Or he's got to be in someone's pocket. Of, of, of Missouri. I think he's still he's, – he's greasing, he's greasing somebody up. Someone's getting greased down for Goodell to make this happen. That's all I know. He's getting a little tap, little tap in the behind, like, hey, if you want to have fans, like, you know, I'm here for He's you. got a little – he's got – he has to have some sort of pull in politics at this point. He's got a, he's got a gajillion dollars. He has some – he has some guy out there greasing something for him. But I don't know. I mean, I – back to the point of you saying that's, like, we're either going to go full force or we're not going to go at all. We can't be doing this, like, wishy-washy. So, like, if you're someone oh, yeah, like, it's, hey, it's, it's, if it's you're so right – yeah, if it's your, if you're someone's like, hey, it's your right to sit, decide we want to go to a football game or not. Great, let's get fans in the building. Those who want to go, go. Those who don't want to go, don't. Go. I know. But I don't know. Anyway, big news out of Buffalo, or not out of Buffalo, but possibly in Buffalo, we have uh, Mr. Dave Portnoy, president and founder of Barstool Sports, is talking about possibly taking over the naming rights of the Bills Stadium. That would be, no longer um, yeah. called New Era Field. No longer the Ralph. Should still be the Ralph. Anyway. So Bills Stadium. Bills Stadium. So we kind of tossed out on Instagram on Wednesday, like, holy, like, holy God, it's six. We put on our story. A couple people, like, put in some some names. Some people want the and to go back to the Ralph. Um, my one coworker said, uh, okay, Frankie Stadium. I think it should have been all right, Frankie Stadium. For those <laughs> who don't see the Portnoy uh, pizza interviews when he comes out and goes, all right, Frankie. Um, it'd be sweet. They love Bills Mafia. It'll never Bill's... happen. Yeah, it'll never happen. Like this is really going by the point of Goodell. Goodell, and he will never let Portnoy have anything to do with NFL. It'll never happen. But if it did, it'd be, it'd be hilarious. I mean, two hundred two hundred fifty thousand dollars wasn't enough for Goodell. Like just <laughs> let, to let Portnoy show up. So now, if Portnoy comes over the top and goes, "Hey, I'll spend like a hundred mil. Will you let me kind of, you know, get in get in this table?" Maybe yeah, not. yeah. If if Goodell is willing to turn down a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars charitable donation from Portnoy just to watch one game with him in his basement, he'll never let him name name a stadium. But do I got to find the name of what Portnoy said? He was gonna name the stadium. He was tweeting it because um he was I guess he was really sick recently. Um. Oh, so he, okay, so he said he goes, if I buy the Buffalo Bill naming rights, I'll name the stadium Barstool Sports slash Penn National Stocks Only Go Up Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine that on a sign. <laughs> they should build a dome and name it Davy Day Trader Dome. Goes <laughs> oh, dying that tweet. Barstool Sports, Penn National Gambling, Stocks Only Go Up Stadium. <laughs> Wait, was it was it Barstool Sports? Slash it was a, it was a, sla- a slash. <laughs> you imagine this 30-foot slash, slash. On, on, like, the stadium? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we'll finish it up, though, with the National Hockey League. Their playoffs are well underway. Um, as we're recording on Thursday, Lightning, your big Bs. Bruins, Vegas, and Colorado, who, who I'm rooting for to win it all, uh, have all advanced. Uh, we have Vancouver has put the St. Louis Blues on the brink of elimination, so there may not be a repeat in the okay. NFL this season. And uh, Carter Hart has been a big story. He's the goalie for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, and he's extremely young and extremely talented, and he had, like, back-to-back shutouts 
for the first time in a playoff game since, like, I think it was, like, 1945 or something like that. So the Flyers may have found themselves a goaltender, which provides another issue for the New Jersey Devils, which I won't get into again. But, you know, that division continues to get tougher. Uh, as I'm looking at this, the uh, the playoff bracket the rest of the way, the Islanders are on the, on the brink of knocking out the Caps as well. So That would be wild. would be wild. We have a good series going on in Dallas and Calgary. It's 3-2. And same in St. Louis and Vancouver. They're on the brink of beating them too. So we'll continue chatting up about the NHL. Um, their bubble's doing a great job too, just like the NBA. Haven't heard anything in terms of coronavirus tests. Um, we're, still, we're, we're planning for next season as well, just on the business side. Like, we don't know if we're going to have fans, but Commissioner Batman came out last week and talked about some con- contingency plans fans back in the building after the new year. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and quick little note on the industry too. Like there have been landmines of, of teams, like letting go some staff and like MSG let go like 200 some odd people a couple weeks ago, uh, monumental sports, which owns the, um, the wizards and capitals. They let go a bunch of their staff. And it's just like, it's unbelievable that our companies want to shout out our company real quick. The devils has continued to, keep us on board. They see like this long-term effect of like letting people go now and then having to rehire when we're back to normal. And said they're like, Hey, let's, let's keep our team together as much as we can. That way we're ready to go back. Like we'll hit the ground running. So very interesting in all the sports right now, very interesting in the NHL, but I think it's always kind of cool to touch upon because I have been getting asked quite a lot. Hey, what's going on with your job? Like, I don't, whatever you see, whatever you see is what yeah. I see for the most part. Like no one knows, you know, so, but oh, how's work going for you, Joey? I'm, I'm, I'm good. We're from, still from home, man. Going nuts. Um, gonna have a little new, uh, little new PC station to keep me busy during the day. Before we go, tell us, tell us about it. You okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm justifying it. Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't know for a fact, but I think I'm gonna be mostly working from home for like the, the foreseeable future. So. Start. I started. I bought. I bought a desk and like a computer chair. Okay. And I'm like, okay. I like. I. I need that. I, I'm like. I've been doing it on my couch. Like, I'm like my back is fried. I'm like leaning forward, like typing and making phone calls. Like, all right. This can't. This can't go on for months on months end. So start off as that. And then, uh, do you know, doing a little, little browsing, a little, little price gauging. So clicky, 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 all I thought, I all thought of when you before we started recording the Zoom, when you told me that you bought that you bought the TV, or the the computer, all I thought of was when we were we were living at Farrington and you and Bird <laughs> were playing what Madden Ultimate Team, and you guys would be screaming across the rooms. Yes. Bird, do I open the wallet? Do I open the wallet? Do I pay for some cards? And Bird's in his room. Open the wallet. Open the wallet. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're sixty bucks in the hole for like a yeah, we were bad. That was bad. Me and Bird were bad influences because. We ended up doing that and play. We ended up playing like four games of Madden and just didn't play it ever again. Yeah, I think you played a little more. We'll give him his credit. I am a gamer. A little bit. 
You're our gamer. It's official now. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get Joey, go Joey Coffee famous from streaming if, if the podcasting thing doesn't work I'll out. Do, I'll, I'll cry. If my job can be playing video games, be happy coffee. Bam ass. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Borat 2. I'm going to play, play Borat 2 on loop and play video games all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Enough of us jibber-jabbering. Thank you guys all, guys and girls, for listening. As always, appreciate it. Please, please, please continue sharing and then subscribing and liking and recommending people to interview. We're always open to hearing some, some new people, as I always mention at the end of every podcast, it seems like. So we're getting close to 20 weeks, which I think is another huge milestone. Like we're almost to half it's a year. A long, it's a long time. It's a long time. It's been fun. It's a lot of work, but it, I shouldn't say a lot of work. It's some work, but it's fun and we're enjoying it. And it's a new skill. It's a new hobby. And hope you guys are enjoying it. So we're not pros by any means, but you know, we're, we're out here. We're doing what we're doing. So we love you all. Thank you for letting us make your ears bleed a little bit. <laughs> Have a great weekend. We're in, we're in your head. Yeah, we're in your head. Have a great weekend. Say some prayers to the New York Yankees because we need it. Um, and we will catch you guys next week.